It was sun setting and I hit just over 200K on my bike. So it was like little moments that kind of all led up to each other. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. You're listening to The Quick Cast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into The Quick Cast, the official podcast of Quick Trip. My name is Chris Calloway, and I'm joined today by Whit Meza. She's a long-distance endurance motorcycle rider, recently taking part in the Quick Trip Moto Takeover. Whit, good morning, and welcome on The Quick Cast. Thank you. It's good to be back here, too. And you've been (laughs) all over Wisconsin, and we are going to get into that, everything about the Quick Trip Moto Takeover, but... First, just tell me a little bit about yourself. You're an avid motorcycle enthusiast, but what else is there about Wit? Uh, mother, military wife, and uh, marketing person by day, and okay. wedding photographer by weekend. So okay. my hands so are packed. Your, your, your days are full, your <laughs> nights are full, and uh, when you get the opportunity, you like to get out on the road. Absolutely, that's the best way to spend my PTO is on two wheels. <laughs> so how did you get into motorcycles? And, and is it something you liked as a, as a kid growing up or something you found later in life, or how um, did that start? I think, so My I grew up on a dairy farm, and dirt we had small like 50 cc dirt bikes that we could rip around the cornfields with and so that was my first introduction to motorcycling and then my dad used to take me to like summer basketball games on the bike and that's where I kind of really found the passion for at least being on a motorcycle I didn't get into actual riding until probably a year into my marriage and we're expecting my first child so <laughs> so no way to, better way to spend a pregnancy than, yes. <laughs> than being pregnant and not being able to ride but that just fueled my fire and passion for getting back on the bike when I yeah and then the endurance <laughs> aspect of it what made you want to do some of these challenges that you've taken on over the past few years I like to see what I'm capable of and these are unique challenges and the fact that not very many people have done the things that I've attempted to do and especially with the quick trip one that was like I, I gotta I gotta try this I gotta see what I can do so so the one that stood out to me was the 48 states in 10 days yes. challenge. Technically, I did just under eight days. Just under eight days. Yes. Those, Is there like an official leaderboard that you clock in <laughs> as a better time? Um, they don't go in specific like faster or certain times, but they um, at least list out from the Iron Butt Association. This is the, where the challenge the was Iron created. Butt Association? Iron Butt Association <laughs> okay. is what it's called. Um, it's long distance endurance riders and they create all sorts of crazy weird challenges. And some of them, including the 48 and 10 was on there. But 15, I think I counted 15 females that actually rode themselves, had created or had accomplished this challenge. And I was like, I want to be one of those. So where did you start that challenge? Wisconsin. Okay. Yep, because I'm here in Wisconsin. So over big overview, kind of how did you get to all 48? <laughs> Do you go south and then west and uh, then loop around? Pretty much clockwise. So okay. whatever states I could hit, I went through clockwise all the way through and back up. I kind of went up through most of the Midwest area, back down through California and up and around. And I would imagine it's very different out on the East Coast because yes. you might be in New Hampshire for like 10 minutes, but then Texas <laughs> for like second. a day and a half. Um, <laughs> It was Montana that took oh. so long because I went through the entire length of the state and I was there for at least a day and a half, it felt like. So <laughs> so when you're out on a challenge like that and you're so like goal-oriented and you're trying to hit times and stay on track, 
Are you still able to find the enjoyment in writing when yes. you do that? I think that's what I enjoy the most is that I'm very analytical and logistical like where I've got every single gas station planned out to the T of the I know the exact address and how long they're open for. So for me, as long as I can keep up with that, that's where I love just kind of checking it off the list. Okay, we got this date, on to the next date. So, so how does the planning like for that actually work? Is it... Is it like a GPS, Google Map hybrid thing you're working on? It Excel really spreadsheets? Is. Or take me through the prep process. It really is. So for me, these are my winter projects where I can't really be out riding as much as I want sure. to. So this helps me get through that winter months. And I will initially route it through... Google Maps, just mm-hmm. because I can pinpoint those locations. And then it's just finding the most efficient, effective route that I could. So I'll just go over it a handful of times. Oh, no, maybe this highway is the better option. Or this is the most trafficked area in that state or in that city that maybe I need to reroute to a different area. And so. do you have your bike calibrated in so much <laughs> so that you know, okay, this is exactly where I'll need to stop for gas? For the most part, um, I know that fuel range. I Once I was out uh, like Montana and where you've got a lot of uh, different what's the word elevation sure that my gas mileage significantly dropped and it wasn't as what I long as what I expected it for but I've got a good range of 225 to 250 miles per gallon on the bike which I know I could comfortably get and find a gas station so tell me about the bike then is it the same one that you've taken on all these different challenges it's the exact same one okay so I worked um with Harley Davidson and partnered with them to to do this 48 and 10 and put on 14,000 miles just in under a month with it and I had to return it and ever since then I've had an obsession with this bike so I just took ownership of it in September of this last year and now I'm trying to put on as many miles as I can so do you have to like stop for an oil change halfway through (laughs) this too yes yep um whatever is recommended for uh each of the so when I hit 20k or 15k doing those maintenance is needed yeah so you're going all around the country and then you decide to bring it back home and we have a partnership with you and we're very happy to have one but you're thinking to yourself I want to go to every quick trip I want to go to every quick star tell us about the origination of that idea um I realized that I haven't seen anybody hit every single one of them within a consistent time span like I know Cassandra she's fantastic what she had done in Mm -hmm. 2020 but um I had the idea I was like I need I need to get to all of them there hasn't been done before it's something that I felt just drawn to do and I wanted to and the amount so there's when I officially routed it was 853 stores and so I was like this is fantastic how do I how do I do this Mm -hmm. yeah and so the idea was 853 stores in 11 days and there was not a whole lot of margin for error there. Not quite. 11 days was what I had for PTO. That's what I could space out and get comfortably done because I had to report back to my kiddos Uh and my family at home. So that's where I had that 11 days and I could see what I could do. But it was very tight. And I realized after day two, Two day three, I was in the southern portion of the Iowa Quick Stars, mm-hmm. pretty much as far out as you could possibly get. And I realized I just couldn't keep up with the routing that I had planned because if I had, if I rode for 24 hours straight, I'd probably be fine. But physically and sure. safely, that's not not able to do that. So I had to kind of take a step back and go, all right, well, what what can I do within that margin and within the 
timing that I still had mm-hmm. left. So I made pretty much made a beeline back to Wisconsin. I missed a lot of those quick stars that are still in the central area of the state of Iowa that I was like, ah, oh, okay, well, I'm coming back for them. <laughs> so, I mean, you still accomplished a pretty awesome task. Yes. It was 503 stores. Correct. 503. In so. your 11-day Mm-hmm. period there it was the quick stars the quick spirits the stop and goes the tobaccos every single um location that you guys that is under the quick trip umbrella i hit so if there's wisconsin. a store in wisconsin i've been there you've been there <laughs> so take me through how were you able to alter your route on the fly sort of speaking to make you like you said make that beeline back to wisconsin and then still figure out a coherent path to get through the entire state so i was day five i finished up and I ended here in La Crosse area. And that next morning was day six. So I left the hotel and realized that my bike actually did not turn over and start. So I had a little bit of a setback. um, And so I limped it over to the local dealership here and they were able to kind of check it out. So I had some extra time on my hands. It was the most ideal breakdown that I could have asked for happen at the moment that I needed it to because I made it back to Wisconsin. I got as many as I could making my way back up through that southern, like west part of the state Mm -hmm. that I had a good pretty much full day to take. I brought my laptop with me. I brought my Garmin device, my routing device. I went through and just kind of sat down at the dealership, sat down at the hotel and went through, okay, this is what I had originally planned. Let's reroute and at least find a more effective way. It could have been a lot more efficient. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I had a little bit more time to do it, but I was able to kind of reroute and make it work with sure. Wisconsin. And if you're going to break down in lacrosse, that's that's a good place to do it because then <laughs> yes. once you get back on the bike, there's a lot of quick trips there's in this so area. There's so many. <laughs> I finished the southern portion that evening, and I had um, pretty much the central and northern part of lacrosse to finish that that day. Thankfully, the the dealership allowed me to take one of their rental st- mm-hmm. same bike as what I have, just a newer model, um, and ride that throughout the afternoon to at least get like five hours worth of riding in so I could kind of still feel accomplished. Sure. Um, but then I was out uh, back on the road within the next day. It was fantastic. That so a shout out to the lacrosse Harley dealer. For sure. <laughs> For sure. So you mentioned, you know, leaving the hotel that morning. Do you start a day on a trip like this knowing where you're going to end? Yes. Okay. Well, technically, yes. If I have an idea of how long it's going to take me um, and I have an idea of, okay, this is the end location or a general location where I want to stay for the evening. I've kind of got that laid out before I left for the adventure. Okay. So, so do you have like hotel reservations? No, set up? <laughs> uh, I feel like that would be jinxing me if I sure. did because okay. then something would go wrong or I get put back on construction or a uh, reroute for a detour or something like that. But I have a general location. And then for this adventure, I just knew general cities that I wanted to be in and end at. And then that's where I just looked and see what was available for okay. rooms. So, so you're kind of went by the fly. Winging it on, on the fly <laughs> as you get down towards the end of the yeah. day. But even still, being local to Wisconsin, I've got family and friends that if I needed to find something, I'm sure even from a social standpoint, mm-hmm. I could do a reach out and somebody would be able to find me sure. something. So that's the best part of the state. <laughs> so you're doing this ride in Wisconsin in May as mm-hmm. the state is starting to come to life after a long winter. Yes. Uh, you know, things are starting to bloom. I would imagine lots of it is, is very beautiful to ride in. Are there specific parts of the state that stand out as really scenic, 
routes, especially on two wheels. For sure. I think just as a whole for the whole adventure, seeing different parts of the state and more rural communities that I haven't had a chance to ride through was fantastic. But things, areas that stood out for me, I love riding the Driftless region. Mm -hmm. So like that whole area just felt like I was back home because I enjoyed riding out that way. So I knew all of those roads and pretty much all of the gas stations, the quick trip gas stations that are out there already. And then anywhere on the Great River Road right next to the Mississippi Mississippi sure. is just amazing mm-hmm. and especially I timed it out did not do it by on purpose but it was sunsetting oh. and I hit just over 200k on my bike so it was like little mo- little moments that kind of all led up to each other and I was like this is this is awesome are you able to wipe tears like <laughs> through like, your helmet just pretty much you <laughs> can't see it through my helmet and my and my shield but yeah that was it was awesome and then there's just nothing like highway 21 let me tell you <laughs> right for sure for sure <laughs> There's a couple quick trips. I like going when we're driving to La Crosse. I like taking that way because awesome. there's, there's a number of quick trips yep. to stop uh, when we're going that way. Um, what about up north? You're getting up towards Superior, towards towards the Duluth. The... It was cold. Oh, yeah. It was low 30s when I was okay. up there because I um, finished up the evening and I ended up ne- almost near Duluth in Superior area. So I found a hotel and I was like, all right, I'm going to start out the morning um, riding pretty much the lakeshore if I could. But it was very cold up there. Thankfully, no snow, no ice, but it was low 30s and a little not as enjoyable as some of the other days. But. So that kind of leads <laughs> into my next question. So you average uh, about 15 and a half hours of riding yes, per day. So that means not more. starting pretty early in the morning mm-hmm. when it is chilly. If it gets to be 1 or 2 o'clock, it's probably pretty warm yes. i know you're you're moving quickly and so it's maybe not as warm as standing still but how do you pack for that how do you prepare for kind of the fluctuations and the variation that you're going to see lots of layers and heated gear so i'll start out with heated gear in the morning if it's just a little bit too unbearable to wear my normal um gore-tex so i have a gore-tex suit mm-hmm. but then i'll have multiple base layers on so if i need the heated gear i'll put that on i'll take it off when it's not necessary anymore and then i'll just ride with my gore-tex suit with the vents open when it's 70s 80s okay so and then um hotels with laundry or do you pack enough for <laughs> I 11 days enough. Okay. there was enough quick i um had quick trip shirts every single day that i could so i had the green one for the lambeau field green bay area sure. um and the quick when i was on the quick stars i had the quick trip shirt or quick star shirt on too so it just kind of it all depends but yeah there was um reused of my clothing and after day five i was like i caught i was i don't know exactly where i was but i was just in my comfortable riding position and i had the vents open but i could feel the air come up through my gore-tex suit and i was like oh okay well i'm a little (laughs) little on the (laughs) spicy side right now that i'm glad i'm the only one out here and there's nobody that needs to be next to me just you with the open road it's (laughs) smell however you want yeah but it was it was not too bad for the 11 days. And then kind of the added element to this was the the dining. You did almost all of your all of it all of your meals so breakfast lunch dinner snacks everything was at a quick trip store so that in and of itself is ambitious (laughs) (laughs) i didn't get sick of it at all which is fantastic for me like i my routine i got used to having a breakfast sandwich the croissant um sausage egg one every single morning like i was so excited to get to that first stop grab my sandwich but i didn't get a full meal like i would because i had to get for me I wanted to get dated receipts at every single location sure. that I could to show proof that I was there. So I would get a breakfast sandwich um, for one stop, and then the next stop or the next store, I would grab 
um, a drink or a snack or something like that and just kind of whatever I could if most of it was gas receipts but sure yeah so uh, breakfast lunch dinner are there, are there foods that you're more of a fan of now that you need to hold <laughs> off on for a while nope the next day when i had to take the kids to school we stopped in and grabbed i just grabbed what i normally had grabbed and it's just another day so for me there's nothing that i got sick of and i just still consistently want from a day-to-day basis so. but you held off on the glazers a little I bit did, towards the end um just for the sake of endurance riding you want to keep up your stamina and so i don't want that sugar crash to happen at like 10 o'clock in the morning for my sake so it was a lot of like heavy protein ones so i grabbed a protein shake i grabbed the hard-boiled eggs things like that in the morning that would just kind of keep me going but that last stop up in sturgeon bay for sure had a glazer so that Very was nice. my celebration. <laughs> so what is that physical toll like? I mean, you're sitting there, but it's it's a workout as you're sitting there. Absolutely. So that, that physical toll on their body, can you feel it after a couple of days? I mean, what, what is that like? Yep. I had to get Bayer aspirin at one of the stores. Just <laughs> um, I think it was day two, day two into day three, just to get your body back used to what you're doing from a consistent basis. Because that 15 hours average also includes the day that I was broke down sure. as well. So like my average was probably about 17 to 18, if we don't count that. Um, there was one day or one night, I think it was day three, I was riding pretty much a 24-hour mark, I realized I went, I hit all of the stores in the Madison area, and I went, it's two, three o'clock in the morning already. I, like, I need to just take a break. But just from um, a stamina st- standpoint, that's where I kind of focus on the high-protein meals. Sure. sure. So. And then what about the mental side? I mean, you're if you're riding 17, 18 hours a day, that means you're maybe sleeping six, five, six hours a night. I I know as a mom, you're maybe able to operate (laughs) on a little less sleep, but I mean, your headspace as you're, as you're on the bike, what's that like? For sure. Um, pretty consistent throughout the day. There's a lull that always kind of naturally happens for me around that, like one o'clock, two o'clock mark. So Mm -hmm. I know physically like, all right, my body just needs a break. And so I'll take a longer break at one of the stores, just kind of sit and have a sit down meal, so to speak there, that'll give me a little bit of a refresher to kind of keep going. But then at the end of the evening, I'll cut it off before I know I'm going to get too far into being too tired. I don't want to get to that point ever. So I would, all right, I'm probably within that 30 minute mark. I'll start looking for a hotel. I'll start looking and pinpointing the next location or next door and that's where I will quick do a check-in grab everything off the bike drop it down off on the on the hotel room and take a shower go to bed and I don't even think about anything else until I have to wake up and normally it's about like a four four o'clock five o'clock mark is when I'll get up because it takes three times as long to get something done on the bike than it is to just hop in a car and go like you got to get all your gear on you got to put your helmet on you got to route everything like it just takes so much longer than what you're kind of used to doing that you have to take that into consideration so if I get up at five it's probably about like five thirty quarter two when I'm finally on the bike and rolling to the next spot. So when we're all sort of multitasking in cars <laughs> in the way we shouldn't be, yeah. that's probably not a good idea not when you're the on the bike. Not the best idea. No, um, I've got everything as far as every single store 
loaded onto my Garmin device. So it was very helpful because it just brought me to that next door naturally. Sure. So I didn't have to do too much as far as navigating ghosts because everything was planned out. So we were able to see as you were getting into the trip a little bit and there was a couple of news outlets that you were able to connect with and yeah. the word was getting out there that <laughs> people were starting to take notice. Were you um, seeing people maybe snapping some pictures of you as you pulled into a quick trip? For sure. It was the um, employees and the coworkers that were cashiers that were my biggest fans and I love them to death because it was like I remember at like 3 a.m. I was still rolling through some of them and they snapped a photo of me just yep there's she's still riding yet and when I pulled into the Sturgeon Bay one too I got kind of a round of applause from everybody like it felt like a homecoming and it was fantastic so and that yeah. Sturgeon Bay one brand new in that area Within of that, Door County yep, that's, first one out there super excited that's very cool <laughs> so as you're riding um Obviously, you want to take in the scenery and kind of see everything's out there, but are you listening to music or what are you doing to help pass the time? For sure. Well, the quick cast was definitely something go. that um, was on there. So I was listening to that. But then, yes, I had a Spotify list of just every single song that I like and I would roll through that and those were pretty much my main focus but if I was going through really heavy cities I was not really listening to much because I was like okay I need to get to this store it was more of a navigational concentration and then when I've gotten maybe like a 20 minute mark where I can sit back and cruise I would have put on the music again for sure okay so, good so mix of both <laughs> so you mentioned rolling into Sturgeon Bay to, mm -hmm. to wrap up the, the Wisconsin leg of this trip for sure um a feeling of accomplishment but still a feeling that you want to finish the rest of the tasks that you set yes, out to I've do I've got like 300 some odd stores left that's just waiting for me to visit so you're still figuring out how to to get back into Minnesota to oh, I've got it routed I've got it routed you've been through every state so you, <laughs> I mean you know but what I mean, Wisconsin is, is sort of limited in the amount of time that you're able to to ride. Mm -hmm. So do you try to like push it into October or when do you start to think, okay, I need to maybe put my bike in the in the mm, shop for the winter? I am very hesitant just because we, I think we had like a 70 degree day when I came mm -hmm. out here for um, to visit in November. So however long I can kind of play this out for, I definitely would, but I've done... Um, just from another challenge, my birthday is in January, so I did a coast-to-coast -coast ride in twenty er, in 48 hours wow. in Janu at the end of January. So I'm not too scared. It's just when you get ice and salt and snow, that's where the mix just gets a little interesting, and I would not prefer to ride, ride in that. So coast-to-coast, <laughs> -coast, how, does, how does that work? What route do you sort of I take? I pretty much took 10. I think it's Interstate 10, so from El Segundo, California, to Jacksonville Beach, Florida in less than two days. You're just that was my birthday trip because I wanted to ride and it was January. So I was like, well, I need to go as far south as I possibly can. And that's where I ended so up. So being in Wisconsin, though, you still got to get from. <laughs> I flew. Rip oh, you flew. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you ship your bike out or do you get a bike uh, when you're out there? I actually rented. I rented out there. So there's a hub in San Francisco area that I was able to get a bike from in Los okay. Angeles area. And do so that. there's the whole world of motorcycle networking that. That you can find a bike somewhere, and even there's people that put their bikes up for rent as well, so you can find some some kind of bike anywhere, okay. I'm sure, even here in the state, and be able to ride. So after you knock out the rest of the, the quick trips on the 
Quick Trip Moto takeover. Yes, it's happening. <laughs> what other types of things are on your bucket list for, for riding? Oh, I'd love to get out of the country eventually, um, just to explore different different countries. That would be a fantastic goal. But I have plans to do the ultimate coast to coast. So I went from California to Florida. I want to go from Jack's or from Key West, Florida, so the very bottom mm-hmm. portion of the country, all the way up to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, which is the top of the states. So from there and up to Alaska and back in 16 days is technically what I have it routed for. Okay. So that's another goal of mine, just because I've never the only state that I have not ridden in is Alaska, and it's just it's hanging out there. So. So obviously you would have to go through part of Canada to yes. get there. Yep. Is it is it tricky to set up international travel when you're on a bike? Or? I have to figure that stuff out. Yeah, that's logistics. <laughs> That I, yeah, that's my winter project. I or even um, I had plans for this summer, hopefully, but we'll see how it, how it all pans out. So, do you ever ride with other people? Mm, my husband sometimes he loves and enjoys motorcycling, but I just I like having my own um, schedule. Sure. And if you're if I'm not used to having that individual with me on, me on a consistent basis, it's really hard to do the planning and the routing, especially with these challenges mm-hmm. that I take on. That being kind of solo is the best option. Sure. Um, but I think if I'm just going out for a cruise and a ride around wherever, then yeah, I will definitely find somebody that's willing sure. to ride for sure. Do your kids show an interest at all that you think someday they might be oh, wanting to get on the so. bike? Oh, I hope so. I don't try to push it too much on them, but when I pick them up from school, their little heads bob up and down and they're so excited to see me pull into the pull into the school and pick them up. But they need to be just a little bit bigger because sure. they have their squirrel moments where they're like, oh, wait, I need to do this. Oh, and it just makes me a little nervous yet. So they're almost to the point where they can touch the um, backpacks, at least my oldest is, and we'll, we'll see how, how he feels. I would love, love to do that with him. So. Very cool. Um, <laughs> anything else that we, that we missed or that, that stands out from, from the trek? I don't really think so. This was just a fantastic way to see part of the state or even the Midwest that I haven't had a chance to, that I'm very grateful and like happy that I did what I did on the bike for sure. And were you stopping and taking a lot of pictures or kind of how were you documenting the journey outside of just receipts? I was um, trying to keep up on my Instagram platform and I had a GoPro attached to my helmet too. So I would try to get in uh, some of that content when I could, but it was the most part. It was just, I was at one of the stores for maybe two to three minutes. Two minutes was probably my like quickest to get in. I got like a five cent worth gas receipt and I was out to the next one. So it was just little blips of gas and all that. But, um, that's Is your credit card company like, wait, what's going well, on I grabbed here? Ga- I ga- grabbed um, gift cards from oh, okay. the store so sure. that I wouldn't get flagged. And it was very easy for me to be able to do that because if not, it would have been a challenge for sure. sure to be like, why were you in Wisconsin this morning and now you're in Iowa? And sure. you're yeah, getting flagged for a dollar or a candy bar mm-hmm. or something like that. So, yeah. Well, very cool. Well, <laughs> it was awesome to follow. Thank you. The, the, the Wisconsin leg of this quick trip moto takeover i know you got part of iowa done more into minnesota and we're mm-hmm. so excited to see you and get up into the up too um i actually completed the two in michigan when okay. i was up there just because i was so close that i was like all right i gotta get these two and then i got the one in illinois but all of those ones in minnesota i need to i need to the get two that to. are in michigan right now yes so. there's more oh shoot okay well <laughs> that's more of a reason to go up north so i'm okay with that that's part of the challenge here <laughs> is that we're constantly opening more stores yes and so this is going to be a lifelong adventure for me I feel like like. (laughs) 
Cool. Well, um, like you said, you got a lot of other things that you're working on. You're um, working marketing, you have wedding photography, and a lot of it you highlight on your social media pages, yes. which is a really cool follow. Yep. I'll have the vlogs up for hopefully each of my days. I might break them down into two days or two parts for my whole entire trip, but it'll be on my YouTube channel here shortly and too. Pretty much everything is just Wit Mesa. Wit Mesa, yep. Perfect. Make it cool. easier. There you go. Well, Wit, we, we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming out here on the Quick Cast. Uh, best of luck with everything uh, moving forward. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Quick Cast. Hey, we'll see you next time.